Hello everyone, this is episode 697 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, November 26th. No, just the 6th. No 20 there. Uh, December, Friday, 26th? Why did I say 26th again? It is December 6th, Friday, when I'm recording this. And that is the, the week in which this podcast is for. Who am I? I am your host, Mark Cruznez. And today I'll be talking about Lost Embers, Foxyland, Immortal Planet, Story of a Gladiator, and Mad Games Tycoon. But before I get to all those games that I've been playing, I want to talk about the Polymega once again, something I've talked about here and there sporadically whenever something of note happens. And the last time I talked about it, they had said in a few Twitter replies that they had some news or the the chip issue had been resolved and they would be having updates in the future and now i've seen a few updates because i check every now and again (laughs) now and again now and again i don't need the a in again i just need again now and again um but i check the twitters every now and again to see if anything new has come up about the polymega mostly uh (laughs) i can't speak at all mostly just looking at uh, Twitter search, looking the Polymega up and seeing if somebody's talked about it or if they've replied to someone because they haven't made a new tweet since October 22nd. I think it's been a very long while. Their last tweet was about, well, it wasn't about anything. It was just, here's a ghost and uh, ghouls or whatever, ghosts and goblins. Um, ghosts and ghouls? Like, what is my mind thinking right now? It is uh, <laughs> ghouls and ghosts. God Damn it. Um, that's what it is. It's all over the place. A, a ghouls and ghosts gif thing or whatever. <laughs> um, and they just now, starting with this Wednesday and most recently, 22 hours ago, have replied to a few people saying that they will be giving an update or the update people have been waiting for for like a month at this point. They'll be updating everyone this week. And of course, like I said, this is the podcast for the week of Friday, December 6th. I'm recording this on December 6th, and the week is almost over. So I guess you can still count the weekend as part of the week, as you do. Depending on how they look at it, Sunday's either the beginning or the end of the week. So maybe we only have until Saturday, but they don't have much time left to give us this big update, whatever it is, which hopefully is a release date. Maybe it's going to be more complicated than that and that maybe they were able to resolve the chip issue because they had to get different chips maybe they'll be better chips maybe they're more powerful chips that could be it could be good news it could be better than expected news but as of right now there is nothing really to report on other than the fact that there will supposedly be something to report on very soon which has me i guess excited or more so curious interested uh, because if you don't remember what the polymega is it's an emulation device it's a modular based emulation device for retro gaming the big thing about it is that it can play the base unit can play cd based games like playstation 1 sega saturn uh, sega cd neo geo cd and TurboGrafx cd and then it has these this modular system in, in which you can add on NES supports, Super Nintendo support, Sega Genesis support, and uh, what was the last one? 
there's one other one, and I can't remember what it is. NES, SNES, Genesis, and TurboGrafx, right? Yeah. I don't know anything about TurboGrafx, so that's why it kind of just flips my mind. TurboGrafx are like those little card things, I think, that I've seen them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Polymega might have a big update soon. Or they could just be lying. Who knows? Uh, so that's kind of interesting. And that's pretty much it in terms of any kind of news that's happened. I guess Phil Spencer said either directly or someone indirectly that Control was coming to Game Pass, but it's not actually coming to Game Pass. So people got upset and now everyone hates Phil Spencer, I guess. Um, and it's the 25th anniversary. It's going to be the 25th anniversary of the PlayStation in Japan or just past the 25th anniversary. So people have been, you know, talking about the 25 years of PlayStation and what they've meant to gaming and all that. Uh, to just do my quick little uh, PlayStation gaming bit. Uh, though people may think of me now as someone who hates PlayStation because I'm just playing Xbox mostly and I'm uh, begrudgingly play on PlayStation when I have to with, with a, an exclusive or you know third-party exclusive. Uh, I, I rarely turn on my play. Well, I never turn on my PlayStation unless it is an exclusive title. I originally loved the PlayStation. I adored and I still adore the PlayStation One and the PlayStation Two. The PlayStation One is responsible for making me fall in love with gaming. I loved my Genesis and I love the NES. You know, I even enjoyed the Atari when we had one. But it wasn't until I played Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation 1 that I realized games could be something more than just like, oh, it's a good time. No, that they could have a powerful story. And, and some people may laugh at that to, to say that uh, Metal Gear Solid had a powerful story. But it did, in my eyes. Uh, and and the, the storytelling, the cinematography, and the way everything was done it was just mind-blowing me i never expected to see anything like that in a game and i wasn't really an rpg person so i never experienced a story in that sense so metal gear solid was the game that showed me that games could be more and it, it's what made me fall in love with gaming that game in particular that's part of why that series is my favorite series of all time and it is kind of a bummer what happened with kojima and konami and that pretty i mean unless some kind of crazy nonsense happens and like Konami puts the Metal Gear Solid license up for sale and Kojima gets it or Sony buys it and then says, hey, Kojima, if you want, you can make more. You don't have to, but it's there if you want it. Um, it's a bummer that it's as good as dead, pretty much. Uh, or at least it'll never be the same because Kojima is a unique creator, a unique visionary person who has his own stamp that he puts on the stuff he makes, and he, he put that on his uh, Metal Gear Solid games. But yeah, I love that, and uh, I, like I, I said, I, I think the story is really powerful in the sense that like you have these moments that will change the way things play out. When I realized that my inability to withstand the torture is what led to Otakon's death, I was super... I was super bummed out, though at the same time, that leads to the better power-up for future playthroughs, getting the invisibility cloak thing, 
as opposed to the bandana that gets you unlimited ammunition. I don't want that because the game is about being stealthy and I want to mess around. I want to dick around with the, the enemies. Well, I don't want to just shoot them with unlimited ammunition. Um, but yeah, I also really hate it. I can't say I hate it. I enjoyed it, but the PlayStation is also responsible for me punching a 13-inch CRT TV and I can't say that I dented it. I don't know if I chipped something out of it, but there was forever after playing the game Pong, which I might have been Pong 3D, I don't know uh, the exact title, but Pong 3D, whatever, for PlayStation 1. It's the 3D Pong game where you can play, like, one of the levels is on, like, an ice thing, and your polar bears, or there are polar bears that walk across the thing, and you can fling, like... I really liked that game, but I got, was very frustrated by it, too, and I once got so angry with it that I punched a TV, and my hand started bleeding, and I also forever had this white little speck of whatever i don't i don't know what it was if i chipped it or what but i forever damaged my tv and, and my viewing experience for games for a while because i played it on a 13 inch tv i think i think i played on a 13 inch tv until bioshock when i bought my first hd tv uh i would i would take my console to my dad's house and he had bigger tvs but my main gaming setup was a 13 inch tv until i bought that HDTV, a nice Samsung 720p HDTV that I still have. Well, my dad has, I gave it to him and it, it's his kitchen TV um, that has this huge bezel. <laughs> it, it's so it's so much, like it's the size of a today 45 inch TV or whatever. Um, but yeah. On to what I've been playing. So I played a fair amount of Lost Embers, which is a game where you play as a lost soul or something. So the the beginning setup is that you are this wolf creature who is the reincarnation, I guess, of like a, a rebellion leader or something, a rebel, uh, a rebel leader. Um, and because of your actions, you're like shunned by the, the main community, by the society or whatever. And because of that, I guess... You couldn't pass on to the other world or whatever. And this other lost soul, or this soul who can't also pass on, finds you and then thinks to themselves, well, I guess my journey is incomplete until I help you reach the other side. So in, in order for me to reach the other side, I have to help you. And it's a platformer where you can put yourself into the other bodies of other animals to access new areas you can put yourself in the flying things to reach high areas or little tiny gophers to reach like go through holes and whatever and it's okay um i wasn't overly fond of it i i think there are i've, I've seen gifts of it like I, I watched some gifts of it early this morning and i thought oh man this looks cool i wish the game seemed that way, but a lot of it is pretty boring. There are invisible walls that uh, take you out of the experience. It locked on me, uh, locked up on me a few times, and I once got stuck because I used an animal to fly to an area that I wasn't supposed to be in, I guess, and then I left them, and then that 
flying animal went off on its own and there were no animals in the area it was in to transform into. So I was just stuck in there and had to restart from the last checkpoint, which was a bit of a pain, but the checkpointing seems to be not too terrible. And then one thing that's a real big disconnect is that the shadows don't always show up for you and it makes you feel like you're not planted on the ground. Like you're just like this weird object that is just moving around but not actually part of this world. Um, which may not be a problem for some people, a lot of people, I don't know, but that your character not always having a shadow um, really bothered me. But yeah, it, it didn't do anything to grab me. There wasn't something that stuck on like, oh, this makes me want to keep progressing forward. It has these little bits that you can interact with that will give you some of the story and show you about the human society that you were a part of and give you backstory. But none of that interested me. So I didn't find much reason to keep pushing forward. And yeah, it's a bit of a bummer because I really like the look of it um, just from an aesthetic standpoint. Uh, and then... Foxyland is a platformer where you play as a fox. It is from Rodalika Games, the the studio that has brought us many games. The the studio or the the publisher of the five dollar games that will often give you very uh, easy achievement points and trophies and all that jazz. And this is a platformer where you go around on these levels collecting gems in order to complete the level. You have to collect a certain number of gems in order to open up the door to like a cottage that lets you end the level and there are I think cherries in the level that you can pick up as well that you can use for currency in the shop which allows you to unlock cosmetics for your fox. The funny thing about the shop which I really hate is that you can't see the items that you're purchasing and it's not a big deal because they're only like 11 or 12 items maybe only 10 that you have to buy or you don't have to buy you can choose to buy them and it's just weird to have a, a shop where you can't see the items you're purchasing. You just have to buy them on blind faith that maybe you want them and then you'll be revealed or then they'll be revealed to you what they are. So that's just weird because uh, the first item costs 25 cherries or whatever. And it's a bandana, a purple banana. And I didn't want that. <laughs> Uh, the other stuff is more expensive, of course, so I would have bought it anyway, but I would have wanted something nicer. I would have at least liked to have known what I was buying before buying it, but that's just not the way it works, so whatever, I guess. But um, it's a, it's a really simple platformer with, I think, 32 or so levels and three, I think, Halloween-themed levels. I didn't play those, but... um. It's a game you can get through really quick. It'll probably take you less than an hour to get through the entire game. Um, even if you're going after three stars. Because when you complete a level, you get stars. And I don't know what it would take to only get one star. But maybe to go in with just one bit of health left. Because you have three bits of health at the beginning of a level. But if you get three stars, all you have to do is collect all the cherries on a level. And get all the gems and finish it. Uh, you can, if you kill an enemy, get extra cherries if you miss some on, on the level. So that's a nice way to 
get three stars even if you miss something but uh yeah for five bucks it's a, a decent time and if you're somebody who is into achievements and trophies and all that jazz of course pick it up because you'll get those in maybe like 20 minutes because you don't even have to finish the entire game or buy everything or anything you just have to complete 20 levels kill all the enemies once and i don't know maybe buy something in the shop once it's pretty easy and simple to do all that then immortal planet is an isometric sci-fi-ish dark souls game and i really want to like it but i find it more frustrating and annoying than anything else and i find that leveling up my character doesn't seem to do all that much i've leveled on my character to maybe like level 30 or 40 and i don't feel like they're that much stronger than they were at level one which is not the way leveling should feel. I should feel like I made some progression, but I don't. Um, I've completed the first area, and now I'm just beating my head against this dude who is angry at me for talking to them two times in a row, and I can't do anything until I get past them, and I just kind of don't care at this point. The combat feels all right. I, I'm not a fan of your default movement speed, I feel like your walking speed is slower than average in the grand scheme of things. You can run, which is nice, but um, just walking around feels so weirdly slow. Um, but yeah, you can level up and get more endurance, more stamina, same thing. <laughs> uh, increase your health, attack, power, and all that jazz, but leveling up doesn't increase all those stats all that much and like i said i have leveled up a fair amount and i don't feel like i've done like it, it did much of anything which is the reason why i kind of don't care about it anymore i just feel like the progress i'm making is all worthless and i'm not a fan of the comet enough to want to keep playing because of that and the world isn't all that interesting. The story, what's there, isn't interesting. So there, there's not much there keeping me uh, invested in it and making me want to push forward. Um, so yeah, bit of a bummer. But if you if you like Dark Souls games, because it is the Dark Souls things where you you go in through a level. If you if you go back to rest a level or level up or whatever, then the enemies will respawn. If you die. You have to go back to where you died to collect your souls or whatever. Um, yeah, and I also haven't run into another bonfire-esque resting spot other than the main one, even after completing and finishing the first boss and all that, which is weird. But uh, yeah, a little bit of a bummer. And then Story of a Gladiator is a hack and slash beat 'em up style game where you take the role of a gladiator from one of three different um, regions um, as your starting gladiator who will get certain kind of bonuses. Maybe they'll get an attack bonus or an extra skill point or something, uh, depending on where you, what region you choose to pick your uh, gladiator from. And then you go into the arena in these three different areas and fight larger you know, groups of gladiators. They'll get progressively bigger and bigger. And... You can buy new gear to improve your character, upgrade skills, 
which you can always remove and replace and put into new different skills depending on the current uh, arena fight you'll be going into because maybe you'll be taking on waves of certain enemies that are more susceptible to certain types of attacks and then you'll want to remove skill points from something that won't really be that useful and put them into something else um, which is nice um, but I I'm not super fond of the combat system it isn't satisfying and while leveling up does definitely make me feel stronger as opposed to Immortal Planet and can contrast to Immortal Planet I think some of the enemies are just an annoying pain in the ass that I don't like to deal with and they will throw a lot at you at times and I just I mainly I hate the shield enemies I think they are a bullshit stupid enemy and I hate them and when I'm dealing with four or five of these shield enemies and five gladiators and the shield will ram into me and stun me and then I'm unable to move for like two seconds and then the enemies can just do significant amounts of damage in that point and then another shield comes out of nowhere and just smash like it becomes this loop of me getting screwed because I can't break out of this thing like you can't break out of the stun or anything you can't mash buttons or do anything to break out of it you're just stuck there and then you could get stunned again before you have a chance to react to anything else um, so that's a bit frustrating. And then Mad Games Tycoon is a, a tycoon game where you create a game developer and then you make games. Um, it is a little hard to get into at first, but once you wrap your head around how the systems work, it's not a bad game, but it does lack charm and style. It is very ugly. And it's hard not to think of Game Dev Story or even uh, even Game Dev Tycoon, which was I think on the 360 or maybe that even one or maybe that one even came to Xbox One, not as like an achievement game, but like it's on Windows. I know um, the Windows Store or it was uh, probably came to Steam at some point too. But just looking at it from the the systems and the the process of creating games going into research to find new genres, developing your game, depending, uh, deciding where to focus on, whether it's graphics, gameplay, uh, sound, um, etc. It's not bad. Um, it's just, it's, it's hard for me to enjoy it when it's so ugly and they're like these clip art looking things for the genres and everything that look really bad and low res. The writing in the game is poor for like when you get mock-up reviews for your games or they're not mock-up they're just the the reviews you get for your games are always the same pretty much or at least you get the same sentence depending on how good you do in a certain field so if it's good graphics or whatever you know it'll, it'll always say these are some of the best graphics i've ever seen if the gameplay is just okay it'll be like the gameplay is okay but could you use some work and it's just these same sentences repeated and that repetition gets a bit draining almost immediately because it's not you're just seeing the same stuff every time every game you put out there you're not seeing different unique criticism you're just seeing the same shit over and over and over again which is a bit of a bummer but in terms of just going through the process of deciding what uh, game to create what type of game uh, how to go around uh, putting it together what audiences you want to develop it for you know uh, adults kids all ages etc and, and all those different types of systems it's, it's enjoyable but yeah, yeah i don't know 
it, it it wasn't grabbing me the way I would have liked it to grab me. And I don't think that's just the visuals. I think it is in part because like the writing is so limited and it, it's just, I don't know. It, it wasn't doing it for me, but uh, it's, it's okay. It's worth giving a look to if so that type of game is something that interests you. I know that the game dev story, and I think a lot of those uh, Kairosoft games are on the Switch now, and only the Switch, but they're like $14, which just seems... Like, that Switch text is in uh, strong effect right there. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. And sadly, I'm not too excited about all of them. I'd say out of the bunch, Foxyland is probably my favorite because it's it's nice and simple. Uh, short, simple, and sweet. That's all you need. Uh, and then the rest are kind of, you know, varying degrees of okay, uh, but nothing special. But uh, that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Krishnes. Y'all can find me on Twitter, uh, Xbox. What am I doing? You can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere, at Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, all of which are on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and Pandora. I almost forgot about Pandora. It's on Pandora. Uh, and if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show, or Attack the Backlog, speaking of video versions, the video version of this show, should have said it earlier, is Lost Embers. So if you want to see Lost Embers, watch the video. And if you want to watch the video, you go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch it there. If you'd like to check out the art that I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, Thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye!